The LA Kings lose another heartbreaker, and I've seen enough. What does that mean? That's next on this edition of Locked On LA Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Please leave us a positive comment on Apple Podcasts if you're a fan of the show. And we're also on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. I'm Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked On LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years. 20-plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for 17 years and also a passionate L.A. Kings fan for over 30 years. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Well, The L.A. Kings did it again. They lost yet again and yet again in heartbreaking fashion with a 3-2 overtime loss to the Florida Panthers. Now, if you missed it, and you might be better off if you did, uh, a quick recap of the game. Kings grab an early 1-0 lead on a goal from Trevor Moore, his team-leading 18th of the year. Philip Deneau and Kevin Fiala with the assists, and the Kings would have a 1-0 lead After one period, second period, the Panthers would tie it up, but the Kings in the final seconds would respond with a power play goal. Thanks to a point shot from Drew Doughty, Adrian Kempe and Andre Kopitar with the assists and LA led 2-1 heading into the third period. The Kings held onto that lead with just over two minutes left in regulation when the Panthers pulled their goalie for the extra attacker and scored on a deflection from Matthew Kachuk. And the game would be tied, and we would head to overtime. After Adrian Kempe took a penalty for the Kings, the Panthers had a four-on-three and would score with less than a second to play, seven-tenths of a second left, and skate off with a 3-2 win. Kings fall to 20-10-8 on the season, 13-3-3 on the road, 0-1-2 over the first three games of their season-high six-game road trip. And most importantly... It was their seventh straight loss. Uh, There was one lineup change going into this game from the previous game against Tampa Bay, and that was Pierre-Luc Dubois was back centering the third line. Blake Lazat was back centering the fourth line. As far as the game stats for the loss against Florida, again, Kings lose 3-2. to Shots on goal favored the Panthers 41-33. to Power plays were even. Uh, Each team went one for three with the man advantage. As far as the faceoffs won, that went to Florida, 43-31. to Block shots favored the Kings slightly, 17-15. to And the hits favored Florida, 24-19. to uh, Great to see Trevor Moore get out of his mini-scoring slump, hunting down a loose puck and scoring. I thought Kevin Fiala had a lot of jump in his game. Good to see LA get a power play goal when they really needed one. Goalie Cam Talbot had some nice moments, including a great save while sitting on his butt in the crease, remaining calm, keeping his eye on the puck and staying focused and making a nice save. But in the third period, holding on to the lead, the Kings were not aggressive enough. The Panthers were. Uh, L.A. was on its heels. Now, sometimes you can't avoid that when you're trying to protect the lead and the other team is obviously going to be more aggressive. But the Kings had virtually no offensive zone time. 
They'd get the puck, they'd clear the zone, get a line change. Florida would get the puck back, go into the LA end and get some shots and look to score. And it was just that cycle over and over again for the end of the game. Then Adrian Kempe took a penalty in overtime. It wasn't much of a cross check, and the Florida player absolutely sold the call. Um, I, I think the referee absolutely should have called. If he was going to call Kempe for a penalty, he absolutely should have called the Panthers player for embellishing, but he did not. Uh, I did tweet this in the first period of the game, so I will quote myself when I said, referees calling it tight. Kempe and Kulikov get roughing penalties for a routine scrum. Players need to be aware and adjust accordingly. While I didn't like the call, players need to understand how the game is being called and not give the referees any reason to call something, especially in a crucial part of the game. So I have to do, uh, I have to, even though I I, I think the the player for Florida absolutely sold the call, uh, Adrian Kempe needs to be smarter than that. Uh, We do have a quote I wanted to share from Philip Deneau after the game. He said, I mean, we're all pissed off that we obviously uh, couldn't have had a better result the last couple of games, but I think it's a good sign. It's a fine line and we're right there. So we're just going to find a way to capitalize on our chances and keep pushing. We have no other options. And he's right. The players have no other options. You have to keep playing hard, keep doing the things you think are right and hope that, that you come out of this losing skid sometime soon but the players don't have a choice but you know who does have a choice that's the general manager rob blake and i think it is time for him to make the decision to fire head coach todd mcclellan i do not come to this opinion lightly i try very hard to be fair and not be reactionary if you've watched or listened to this show uh, frequently i hope you know that even though i do consider myself a fan first i try to take my emotions out of it as much as possible and give my opinions um, fairly. Um, We are talking about a human being here losing his job, and that is serious. That said, and I personally like Todd McClellan, I think he's done a good job, but this is a business that he is well aware of, uh, that it is a results-oriented business. And when you don't win, or in this case, maybe it's more accurate that when you keep finding ways to lose, There has to be accountability, and as you likely know, it is easier to fire a coach than to fire the players, and almost always when a coach gets fired, the blame should probably go more on the players, but Todd McClellan is the man in charge of this team, and ultimately it is on him if this team is or isn't performing up up to expectations, and ultimately it is he who will pay the price. Uh, On Thursday's show, I summoned up all the optimism I could and decided to give Todd and the group one more game A win over a team that had won eight straight maybe would be the thing to turn this team around. But after that game and the way it ended, I just think it's time. Uh, I've been watching sports passionately most of my life, professionally, for 30 years. And I think I know when a team has quit on a coach. And I don't think the Kings have quit on Todd McClellan. In that seven-game losing streak, mostly against quality competition, the Kings have lost six of the seven games by one goal. Three of the games have been either decided in a shootout or overtime. The team is playing hard, but keep coming up short and something has to change. It's the old definition of insanity. You keep doing the same thing and expecting a different result. Uh, And if the Kings were in a different position, maybe I'd still be willing to show some patience. However, circumstances, I believe, 
need to force GM Rob Blake to make a coaching change. What are those circumstances? Well, that would be the Edmonton Oilers and the Seattle Kraken and how both those teams are red hot right now. The Oilers won again last night. That's nine in a row. The Kraken won again last night. That's eight straight. Both Edmonton and Seattle are now just three points back of the Kings for third place in the Pacific Division and the automatic playoff spot. The Kings should not wait until they get passed in the standings to make a move. And with all due respect to Tom McClellan, he's not irreplaceable. This is not a coach who has built up the benefit of the doubt by winning multiple playoff series or, or in L.A. or won a Stanley Cup in the past. It's time. Uh, this seven-game losing streak has pretty much canceled out all the good the Kings had from that record-setting 11-game road-winning streak. The Kings, even if they can right the ship soon, are now likely going to be in a fight for a playoff spot the rest of the way. I don't believe the Kings can wait much longer. Uh, missing the playoffs this season would be an absolute disaster. I think it would cost Rob Blake his job as well. And I've been a supporter of Rob Blake. I think he's done a good job for the most part, but I think it's time for him to admit that this isn't working. And yes, it's basically having to also admit that he hired the wrong guy. Uh, he's going to have to go to ownership and say, I need your permission to fire our coach, a guy that, by the way, we're paying $5 million a year to. I don't know if you knew that or not, but based on all of the information that has been released, Tom McClellan is the highest paid coach in the NHL. And, uh, Rob Blake has to go to ownership and say, um, remember that guy we just gave a a one-year contract extension to? Yeah, well, I need to fire him, and you're going to have to pay him for the rest of this season and another season. And, oh, by the way, um, I'm going to need some money to buy uh, to pay for another head coach. That's not something um, a lot of owners want to hear or an ownership group wants to hear, but I believe it is time for a coaching change. We'll see if it happens or not. Uh, if it does, certainly we'll react then uh, as far as who the Kings decide to make a change with um, until then I will certainly continue to support this team. I will certainly continue to hope for the best, but um, I think it's time. I think it's time to make a coaching change and get the Kings back on track because they're now suddenly find themselves in a position that a few weeks ago I thought was not possible. And that is them fighting for uh, a playoff spot at this point. Uh, we're going to get your thoughts on what's going on with the LA Kings. Uh, we've got your emails and we've got a lot of them. That is next here on Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Andre Kopitar scores a hat trick and the LA Kings win the Stanley Cup. That sounds great, right? Well, you know, it all sounds great. You winning 100 times your money by playing daily fantasy hockey on the Sleeper app. It is the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleepers are top choice for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey. With Sleeper, you pick more or less based on goals, assists, points, saves, and more. And Sleeper offers you 100 times payouts. And although we love the NHL, not just about hockey, you've got the NFL playoffs starting this weekend and the NBA in full swing as well. It is a great time to get in on all the amazing sports action. Make the right picks, and you could win big. Use the promo code Locked On NHL, and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's Locked On NHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. And you know on this show, you get a lot of in-depth analysis and sometimes a hot take or two. Well, let me give you my hottest take of the day. The best lineup in L.A. right now is the lineup of auto loans at Logix. They start off at the top with my favorites, the proven and dependable new and used vehicle loans. You can count on these guys to give you the lowest rates and save you big-time bucks. Up next, they've got a new exciting rookie sensation in their electric vehicle loans with super low rates and flexible payment terms. 
Rounding out their lineup, they've got the auto refinancing loans and lease buyout loans. These guys can help you lower your monthly payments and get you on the road to owning your car faster. I know that's a hot take, but seriously, no one can beat the lineup at Logix. Visit your local Logix branch right here in LA and the surrounding areas and let one of their amazing team members help you or just apply online in minutes at logixbanking.com forward slash car. That's Logix, L-O-G-I-X, banking.com forward slash car. All right, it is time to get to your emails. What do you think about what's going on with the LA Kings? And we start with Jimmy in Cerritos. And he says, so is it time to panic yet? Seven games dropped in a row. I'm going to call this the age of the two-goal curse. Last week, we saw Brant Clark get called up. Then I hear we can't even use him because of a lot of cap space math. That's beyond my understanding. So with our offense continuing to struggle, uh, could we see Samuel Fongimo in an L.A. Kings sweater soon? It's crazy to think the Kings even put him on waivers and how lucky the Kings are. And all of us were able to get him back. He's currently the reign and the AHL's leading goal scorer. Is he the answer to the Kings' struggles to score more than two goals? Or do you see this losing skid as a defensive problem? Thanks, Eddie, and go Kings go. And yes, um, Jimmy is correct. Samuel Fongimo has moved himself into the tie for the goal lead in the entire American Hockey League with 20 goals. And I I said it a, a few episodes ago. Yeah, it's absolutely time to call up Samuel Fogimo. He's earned it. Uh, as far as him coming in and someone going out, he makes the exact same salary as Jared Anderson Dolan, $775,000. Yes, Jared Anderson Dolan, if he goes down and you want to call him back up, he'd have to pass through waivers, but uh, you know, so what? Um, Samuel Fogimo has earned it. And I would love to see him get the call. I think he deserves it. And uh, we need to see him in the lineup from time to time. And I'm not saying you, you would necessarily bench someone else, but he needs to get some playing time to see what he can do. Again, I think he's earned it. Uh, this is from Ed and Brea. He says, I just want to say I am, again, uh, as the Kings are on this losing streak, I think they should consider a coaching change from T-Mac with his recent struggles and career struggles of surrendering, surrendering, surrendering leads at Kings management, especially Rob Blake, does not consider this. I am sadly saying the Kings are going to miss the playoffs. Even though T-Mac is a good teacher and a development coach, he is not a good strategic or tactician since he gets outcoached by the likes of John Cooper and Paul Maurice. Teams are figuring out a system. Now I'm starting to question management because I feel like Rob Blake is playing favorites since he uh, has played for T-Mac in San Jose. So I guess they are letting the team struggle. As for which coach could be a replacement, in my opinion, I think Craig Berube from St. Louis would be nice since he is now, since he is a no-nonsense guy who can change things up like Daryl Sutter, can come in midseason and lead the team to a cup run. Anyway, still continuing, uh, st- still continue the great coverage you do and go Kings go. Yeah, I, I said it a couple episodes ago when I thought that Rob Blake should be getting a list together in case uh, he needed to make a coaching change. And I think Craig Berube would be a perfect choice. Uh, He just did this not many seasons ago with the St. Louis Blues, took over a team during the season, led him to a Stanley Cup run. You're right. He is a no-nonsense guy. He's a kind of coach who'll come in and kick some players in the behind, uh, and I think that's what the Kings need right now. So he would be my choice, Um, but obviously that we'll see what happens. Uh, Jim in San Dimas said uh, a a few mindset changes need to take place. In a few players, for instance, Dubois has a problem with playing within the team's zone exit and transition system. He needs to keep the damn puck moving forward when moving out of the zone and within the neutral zone. North first, safe first. He has a three, four games where he skates into a collapsing group. 
Fiala has fixed his focus slowly through his slump. Uh, be aggressive at the net and move the puck towards the net or pass it. Uh, teams now recognize Byfield. They make sure that they try to slow him down. Uh, Clark has been called up, uh, and that's fine. Uh, this is to get him acclimated and ready to be a difference maker and not such a defensive liability. Spence was very good, but not very effective on the power play. He hasn't been uh, threatening with his shot while moving laterally. I think Lazat is not 100%. Kaliev has it now. He must keep that 200-foot player style uh, of an NHL player to have a long career. This is the player and the skill set the organization had on their chessboard. Laferriere has been a good rookie. I think he's starting his next improvement uh, up cycle through his game. Uh, he had a boost in confidence when the coaches moved him up around with Dubois. Have hope. Uh, he says, I am a day one Kings fan and go Kings go. And that again was from Jim in San Dimas. Uh, Robert Clyte in Hawthorne says the Kings lack of killer instincts in close games, closing out games when they have the lead towards the end. Eddie, do you think we'll make the playoffs still faithful diehard Kings fan? Uh, that's from Robert. Robert, um, yeah, I, if this email had come a couple weeks ago, I'd be like, what are you talking about? Are they still a playoff team? Well, I do think the Kings are still a playoff team. I'll be absolutely shocked if they don't make the playoffs, but the way things are going right now, the bad news is, is that is not an absurd question to ask. Uh, Mort in Oregon says, every day, and I've been fortunate to watch most of the Kings games this year. Sadly, that includes the recent skid. I'm not at all panicking, but I do believe the Kings need to play looser and with more confidence like they were earlier in the season. They seem to be holding their sticks too tight. That being said, they also need to tighten things up and get back to playing crisp system hockey. Getting the breakout going will eliminate costly in-zone turnovers and create more five-on-five scoring chances. Thank you for all you do, and go Kings go. It is, uh, it is an interesting concept that the Kings need to be looser and yet need to tighten things up. It's, it's kind of a bit of a contradiction, but more, I do understand what you are talking about. We've got some more emails and a lot of Kings fans not happy with Pierre-Luc Dubois. We'll get to those comments next here on Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Are you one of those people that is prepared? Probably not. Let's be honest. Most people aren't prepared for any kind of uh, disaster or things happening that are uh, go on in this unpredictable world of ours. But uh, if you want to be prepared for anything, you need a Jace case. The Jace case is a personalized emergency medication kit. It contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. And God knows in the world today, you never know what can happen. We obviously learned that with the pandemic, and that can lead to supply chain shortages for medication. With a Jace case, you can customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your unique needs. Choose the medications that best fit for you and your family. Jace is continually working to expand their medication offerings by gift card for family or loved ones as well, and they can get a Jace case of their own. Just go to jacemedical.com and enter the code LOCKEDON at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. That's the promo code LOCKEDON at jacemedical, J-A-S-E-medical.com. The LA Kings play the Detroit Red Wings Saturday evening, 4 p.m. Pacific time. Catch every moment of the hometown broadcast of your LA Kings on Sirius XM with the SXM app. Search LA Kings. Uh, we've got some folks that aren't real happy with the play of a certain LA King, and we'll start off with Scott in Simi Valley. And he says, well, this may sound strange, but I think if an NHL team is going through such a demoralizing skid, this is the time of the season you'd choose. 
These kinds of losses suck, but they also build character in a team, providing they stick through and battle through together. And I believe this team will. As for Tom McClellan, I think he's a good man and a good coach. I still am not losing faith in this team, and I'm not overly worried. If Todd gets fired, I think the players should 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 share the blame. Uh, I'll tell you uh, what I am absolutely worried about, and that is the play of P.L. Dubois. I'm not going to list all the things I see wrong with him. Suffice to say, he looks like he is always giving 75% out there, and at $8.5 million, we've been duped. Some have recommended moving P.L. to the wing, and I agree. He'll never be anything close to the next Kobasar. In closing, the Kings need an agitator, someone who's completely miserable to play against. Sure, I hated Corey Perry, too, because... He was always on the other side, but in the back of my mind, I couldn't help but see how effective he was. I'm not sure what the cap situation would be in regards to pursuing Perry, but if a no-lose opportunity exists, I say give him a shot. Uh, He also added that instead of cursing when watching games, he has now taken to eating ice cream. (laughs) Uh, That's an interesting choice, uh, Scott. Um, I can tell you this, if I substituted ice cream for cursing i'd be 600 pounds so uh if you can pull that off uh good for you uh quick story and people seem to have liked the stories of me watching the games with my wife so we're watching the game against florida and sometimes my wife gets overly stressed out and she'll leave the room so when the game went into overtime she left the room i continued to watch and when the when the when the panthers scored with seven tenths of a second left i just sat there in stud silence i didn't curse i didn't throw anything i just sat there like you know shaking my head and so then they went to commercial break and my wife came back into the room and she said oh i hate shootouts and i said they didn't make it to the shootout (laughs) she said what I'm like, yeah, they uh, they scored with less than a second to go. And then she proceeded to curse and then left the room again. So, um, yeah, that's that's my latest story of watching the Kings lose. Uh, this next email is from Bruce. He's in Orange County. And he says, thanks for sharing the stories of you and your wife watching the games. It helps to know I'm not the only one getting frustrated during these games. The Kings have a good team. I'm sure they'll be fine, but I really wish they could have made a better trade. For PLD, I think Blake could have negotiated a better contract for PLD and perhaps even sent someone like Fongimo in a first-round pick to the Jets instead of Velarde and a second. A lot has been debated over the value given up for PLD, but what about the unintended consequences of the trade? The Kings did not have room under the salary cap to sign PLD. They could only have 17 skaters in the first game, which they lost, and Arvidsson has been injured. The Kings uh, will have to make some hard decisions. I'm still not sure they have the cap to bring him off of LTIR long-term injured reserve the kings had the second best point total in history last season and i just wish they would not have made this deal i'm not sure when people i'm not sure what people will consider a win for the kings on this trade uh it is to get deeper in the playoffs is it to win one stanley cup uh pld is a good hockey player he would have been a great addition if we had not given up so much to get him regardless we can't change the past the team is what it is and the only question is what needs to be done to help this team in the future Uh, This comes from Mike in Reno. He says, PLD is a fraud. Every single knock on him was 100% true. Blake and Luke ignored all the factual reports about PLD and made the deal anyway. Instead, they said PLD never got to choose his own team or PLD is just a misunderstood player. They got this trade wrong and need to be fired because of it. I made a prediction when the trade was made that all the players the Kings traded away except for Kupari would end up with more points than PLD this year. And so far, I'm right. 
Pierre-Luc Dubois has 16 points. Gabe Velarde, 18 and half the amount of games played. Ayafalo has 17 points. Dursey has 21. Let's not forget we got rid of Dursey, too, in order to make this trade. We only got a second-round pick for him, which was included in the PLD deal. Dursey has more points than all the players in the trade, and he's a defenseman. He has more points even than Drew Doughty right now. So, yeah, this trade is an absolute bust already, and we get to come to this conclusion halfway through the first season of PLD's eight-year contract. I'm sorry, Blake has made some good deals, but this one cannot be forgiven, and both Blake, Luke, and Tom McClellan have to be fired. Someone said recently, TM's a good coach, but not for a long playoff run. Let's face it, he hasn't ever been able to take a team far in the playoffs, has he? Tom McClellan is a great coach for taking a failing and losing team with no structure and no identity into a good, respectable team, just not a great playoff team with long-lasting success. I love Blake, Luke, and TM, but this is a business, and the bottom line is Blake, Luke, and TM can't reacquire the players to be accountable, or should say can't require the players to be accountable, and then accountability is not applied to them. So some strong words from Mike in Reno. Uh, I will say that I also had a preseason prediction. I thought Pierre-Luc Dubois would have more points at the end of the season than than game Velarde. Um, what I didn't take into account was that Pierre-Luc Dubois would be playing on the third line. I thought he would be playing on the second line, and I thought he would be playing with one of the Kings' top wingers, like a Kevin Fiala. Instead, he's been with a rookie, Alex LaFerriere, and guys like Rasmus Kupari and Carl Grundstrom. Uh, when we saw a brief look at PLD with Kevin Fiala, I thought it was when he played his best hockey of the year. So I think to be fair to Pierre-Luc Dubois, you do have to take that into consideration. Also, when looking at some of the other guys that are gone, um, I didn't know that Gabe Velarde would be playing on the top line in Winnipeg, that they'd be playing so well as a team. And I think he's playing on their top power play as well. And as far as Sean Dursey goes, I still have no regrets over that trade whatsoever. He's playing... Uh, more minutes than any defenseman, which he wasn't going to do in L.A. Uh, he is playing on their number one power play unit. Uh, so he's getting a lot of opportunities he wouldn't have gotten in L.A. and frankly didn't deserve to get in L.A. as well. So good for him. He's gone to a great situation for him and he's doing a good job. But I still would rather have Jordan Spence and and Brant Clark. Uh, if, if Sean Dursey were with the Kings right now and he was playing the same role that he would play, uh, the third third line pairing and on the second power play unit, he wouldn't be having the season he's having right now. So those circumstances do need to be taken into account. That having been said, I also think there's no question that Pierre-Luc Dubois has been a disappointment this year. Um, so far, um, I, I don't disagree with the way the move was made at the time because I thought the Kings were being bold and going for it. And um, if you talk about Tom McClellan, by the way, you asked, has he ever led a team deep in the playoffs? He has. Um, he's, he's let, he's coached 14 seasons. He's gotten his teams into the playoffs nine times. He's had five first round exits, two second round exits, and twice he has taken a team to the conference finals. So he has taken teams deep into the playoffs twice. Um, but, uh, never gotten to a Stanley cup final. Uh, our next email comes from Don. He's in North Hollywood beach. He says regarding Roy and Spence, let's face it. One of them will not be here next season. I assume we'll want to keep the dependable Roy uh, all the way to the end of our playoff run. Uh, the only way that we would uh, get a return for Roy would be a deadline trade. And as you have said, that's hard to see happening. Roy's contract's up at the end of the season, and he'll expect a raise from his current $3.25 million to around, I would guess, 5 to $5.5 million for four or five years. They're paying Gabby 5.8, so that range seems likely. However, 
If, say, Jordan Spence has an outstanding late season and a playoff run, shows some maturity, the team may decide to save money by keeping Spence and letting Roy walk. And if we were to re-sign Matt, we could get a nice pick, uh, high second round or maybe even low first round if he had a strong playoffs. For Jordan Spence um, at the entry draft, uh, he's talking about trade for him. If we have a strong playoff run, uh, it may be that both guys really play well, which will make our choice more difficult but probably more rewarding. I say leave Clark in the AHL for the rest of the season so he can win the AHL scoring title. He's that type of player. Let him develop to full flower, then maybe bring him up as the Kings make the playoffs. So, um, yeah, there is going to be a tough decision that has to be made for the LA Kings. Um, And again, we talked about it on our Wednesday episode, options for the Kings to try and shake things up. If they don't make a coaching change, maybe they would consider making a trade and it would seem like Matt Roy and Jordan Spence would be uh, on the top of the list to try and make that happen. We shall see. For you everydayers, those of you that listen and watch Locked on LA Kings every day coming up on Monday's show, we're going to recap Saturday's game against Detroit and also preview Monday night's game against the Carolina Hurricanes. It is a busy week coming up for the LA Kings. Uh, they will have uh, games um, coming up against Carolina and Dallas and then back home. Uh, so I think it's four games this week for the Kings. So a busy week for the Kings. I uh, hope you'll join us all week. Also coming up on Monday's show, uh, we'll tell you where the Kings are on the standings with those red-hot Oilers and Kraken hot on our heels. And hopefully we will get to talk about a win on Monday as well. Hey, thank you to everyone who took the time to send an email. Also for all the comments on the YouTube episodes, those really help the, the YouTube channel. Really appreciate that. Uh, the email address, as always, is LockedOnEddie at gmail.com, and you can post your comments on the YouTube channels and stay connected with this this show 24-7 on uh, X and Instagram. We are at LockedOnLAKings. All right, I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you for listening and watching this episode of Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday, and as always, go Kings go.